Hey. What's up, Pax Del Molino? Get it out of the way, bro. Show me the new tat. Just do it. Just show me, bro. He's showing me. It's shiny. Okay, it's a yeah. panther jumping out of a portal. What's going on? Yeah, bro. So actually, it's funny. I got it from Griffin's little sister. Just uh, got certified. Or she's like working toward her certification. She needs to do like 50 uh, pieces before she can get certified. Word. Also, like real quick. Out. Shout out my boy Ray. I think you met my my old roommate Ray, that I actually roomed with in college. One of the one of the gamer boys. Nah, he's not a gamer boy. Big, tall oh. Filipino guy, real buff. Oh, I don't know. I don't he's know. uh, he he's also in an apprenticeship right now, and he's oh, like what? starting some of his first live tattoos, and um, I think by the end of the year he'll be like, charging full rates basically. But anyways, go on. Shout out him. Um, yeah, she is like doing him for like super low rates right now. It's like twenty dollars an hour. Mm, Most yeah, he's doing artists like, like fifty or something like that. Um, and this tattoo, I guess she designed it off of. Have you ever heard of? Sorry, I'm sorry, John. Like no. weird Garfield memes. Oh wait, I've seen like. Garfield like minus really Garfield. Scary, I don't know. They're like scary ass, like Garfield, like drawings. I don't know. Like she, I'll send you some or something. But anyway, apparently she like designed this one off of one of those. Um, but I was just like, oh, it's that's sweet. Plus, I know that it's a subreddit, and I'm like, I know that subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And so, yeah, I was like, I want to get that. So yeah. How many tats is that for you now, bro? What number is it? I'm going to do a quick count. Count them up. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. Yeah. From They're top to bottom. I only, I only have one big one, really. Up here, I want to get my leg, my right leg, like pretty much covered. I don't know if I'll ever get a leg tattoo. I I'm like all about the, the torso tattoos. Well, yeah, I got. I want to get the leg, my right leg, pretty much covered. I don't know if I want that much on my left leg, and then I want a couple more, like on my chest and my stomach. And then maybe fill out like this area. But, this area being oh. your your elbow weenus radius. Yeah. Upper but I don't forearm. really want to do much on this arm because it feels really weird to get a tattoo on this arm because of the the oh. scar and stuff. Yeah. Makes it feel weird. You have certainly shredded the gnar in your lifetime, sir, I'll tell you that. Don't let anybody tell you different that you didn't shred the gnar. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you paid for it too. Paid dearly. 
Yeah, because my homie Ray is is doing that and he's still in his apprenticeship, <coughs> but I'm watching his progress and it's going excellently. I might try to get up to Seattle for the tattoo, you know, before he starts charging that full rate. I might have to. It's a good call. I might try to do that. I don't even know what I'm gonna get though. You know how you get super sold on. Well, you get them more frequently than I do, but you know how you get super sold on something that you want to you think you want to get and then maybe over time you just don't end up getting one so that kind of passes and then you come up with a new idea i'm still not there with the new idea yet i have like a folder on my phone of ideas just like stuff that i pulled off like tumblr (laughs) tumblr is the spot dude you know the opening title sequence to friday where it has like the converse hanging on the power line yeah i really want just like the 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 converse the converse on the power line see that's that'd be a cool one for the forearm spot you're talking about yeah i think just like right across would be dope that's cool i wonder if i would catch that if i just saw that on somebody (laughs) like if it was just the string and the pair of converse yeah i don't know i probably would just think like oh it's it's just a pair of shoes on a telephone wire, but <laughs> yeah. But I like that. Cool. That's an easily explainable, yeah, meaningful tattoo. Dope movie. So. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well. 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 Cool. Hopefully, both the Bridge City Boys will be inky by 2021. You know what I'm saying? Well, well I'm getting. I'm getting another one in like, hopefully, like a couple less than a couple months because I got it. A gift certificate from Christmas last year that expires in December, so I need to like get oh, it done. Yeah, you do. So, damn, that's tough. Within the next month or so. Okay, word. Well, we'll be really inky then. That's what's <laughs> up. Good morning, Trent. Oh, I was gonna say if uh, when I make our Bridge City Boys uh, New Music Monday podcast bingo cards for the fans out there, um, Trent dropping. <laughs> Trent dropping his phone is going to be phone. on there. <laughs> and my voice cracking <laughs> happens probably like two or three times an episode. <laughs> oh, man. And that'll be on there, too. Yeah. So That's fine. Uh, I don't have like an actual stand. It's leaning up against a can of boy <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Bridge City Boys bingo cards definitely coming at you live. Season five, <laughs> episode four, bitch. What's going on? We got a motherfucking guest coming up. But first, and more importantly, we got to be sad, okay? We got we to gotta let our bleeding hearts out for a moment for Chadwick Boseman. And then if that wasn't, it's as, as if it wasn't enough to kill all of my, all of, all of the greatest icons in one person, then you go specifically to Portland, Oregon, you take Uncle Cliff. My dad. My Wait, dad that's right. Like he was getting into the canna industry, huh? Yeah, my dad was, like, back in the, I don't know, early 2000s, late 90s, him and my my uncle would, like, go to Blazer games and hang out outside the Rose Garden smoking weed, and one time they literally just heard, like, Cliff Robinson, like, yo, can I hit that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so Cliff Robinson is even a yo, can I hit that kind of guy. Absolutely. And that's how yeah, we'll remember him on the yes. big, on the New Music Monday podcast. 
but I remember seeing him at basketball tournaments <laughs> growing yeah, up, you know, I, the ones that I was playing at and you know, I it was more just so remember like he had roots in like, Portland. That was cool too. He had set right. in some roots in, in this city, which was um, sorry. So I, was Go ahead. Say, I more so remember seeing him like at the boys and girls club and stuff more than I know anything about his basketball career. But like he's just like always around town. Like <laughs> Yeah. But that's totally what it's all about. That's that's probably absolutely what he did those kinds of things for. Like the fact that we don't really even know him for basketball as much as like our parents, you know, were mm-hmm. were loving the Blazers at this time. Um but we know I mean, but we I still, still know him for other reasons. I think that's Right. And outside of the game of basketball. I hope I still have my I have like half of a set of those McDonald's pint glasses from that team. And my brother has the other half and I think I have clips and I hope I still have it somewhere because I'm about to bust that out. <laughs> you about to sip out of that? Out of it today. Damn. Yep. Pour a little liquor, pour some out, <laughs> sip some out of the cliff glass. <laughs> and say Wakanda forever, man. Yeah, dog. So what a dumb twelve hours. Right. I mean, what a dumb twenty twenty. I know everybody's saying it. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're just getting kicked while we're down. I feel like black folks, especially, man. Just like, come on, who else could we love more than Kobe and Chadwick Boseman? But um. We we were talking about it a little bit in the group chat last night, but the first thing that came to my mind and has always come to mind for me when talking about Chadwick Boseman is the n- number of iconic roles that he's played. He literally came in the game playing icons and basically mm-hmm. only played legends and then literally came in playing Jackie Robinson. I remember going to see that movie in the theaters and it being amazing um then after that i remember i don't think i watched the james brown biopic but there he is playing james brown um and then after that he's playing fucking thurgood marshall like he literally is only playing legends um obviously he's t'challa but um i don't know that's just such a massive filmography in such a short amount right. of time and, and then his his most recent was that spike lee movie about like the vietnam war the war the uh the yeah five he bloods. was in the five bloods he was just recently in the five bloods that, which is like you know it's a spike lee movie like you gotta fit one of those into your career before you went out too that's pretty insane yeah that's significant doing a spike lee film and um, yeah, that's a hell of a way to go out. I know there's 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 more there's more film of him as Black Panther. Um, I'm you know I'm just assuming. Uh, I know there's there was there's another. Well, they were doing a whole animated TV show that he would be a part of and be voicing in. So, you know, some of that is probably done, or <laughs> or right. maybe even a whole season of it. Who knows? I don't, but... Um, it's pretty crazy, too. Like, I mean, I, I don't know wh- how much you read about it, but apparently he got diagnosed with this, like, four years ago. Yeah. And he's been just, like, 
fucking toughing it out making movies it, and shit it makes me think of these guys are kind of random but it makes me think of roman reigns and from the wwe and like eric barry from the nfl we used to play for the chiefs right um these kinds of people who are superhuman more right. or less you know and 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 go through this fight uh and they have such winners attitudes that you know, no matter what it is, it's it's like a you know it's a challenge to them to get back to doing what they love, and I'm I'm sure that's how Chadwick took it on, and mm-hmm. you know if that didn't happen, we wouldn't we may not still have some of his most important roles, or you know, or uh, Black Panther even potentially, and what a landmark that was at the time, it's a big deal. So you know, you we all got to thank him for that fight oh, yeah. that he went through, you know, is really, 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 um, brave. And, uh, just really quickly, do we want to say anything else about Chad or about cliff or about Kobe or about Jacob Blake? I think the only thing we could say about all of them really is that it's not fair anybody them or their families or us because we appreciate and love all those names and all those people but the only other thing I can think of is just a heavy RIP and you know we wish everybody else the best it's tough man 2020 sucks 2020 is just going absolutely nuts on us. Yeah. It's going it's going what is known as sicko mode. Yeah, like with three beat switches. Yeah. Damn, we haven't even gotten to the prestige yet of what 2020 <laughs> is about to do to us. <laughs> right, I know. Yeah, you got to think like, oh my God, there's still four, there's still like four months <laughs> 2020 anything could happen yeah it's like a season of like game of thrones or something like anything could happen oh hey really quick did you see the trailer for the new batman yeah i did what are your thoughts i couldn't really see anything it was too dark (laughs) it is dark um i was let's let me say what i was initially feeling when i heard that robin robert pattinson was gonna play the batman i thought that's actually tight. It, it didn't... I wasn't as excited after watching the trailer. It was like, cool, I'm ready to see it. But it didn't exactly build on the hype that I had already established. Mm-hmm. The trailer didn't do... Like, I don't know. Like, I was like you. I was kind of, like, super stoked for Robert Pattinson because I've been watching a lot of his, like, eight, like his other movies, like, lower budget, independent, or A24 movies that are, like, really cool. And so I was like, yo, I think Robert Pattinson is going to be one of those guys who, like, can do a big, giant blockbuster film, but also do something sick like The Lighthouse. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, I don't know. I'm going to see it, but well, I'm not, like, that stoked. <clears throat> it's cool. You know, I didn't feel like I was shown too much through that trailer. It was, like, a teaser. It was a, it was right. a, it was a hefty teaser because sometimes the teasers are just, like, you see what the suit looks like <clears throat> in motion for f- five seconds or something like that. And mm-hmm. so this actually had some c- 
cuts in it. I don't remember it super clearly, so that's why we're being a little vague here. I haven't seen it in a few days or maybe a week, but um, it also... You know what it really did? It got me more hyped for the reprise of the Riddler to get, yeah. you know, kind of this, the more, um, like Gotham video game kind of twist on him that you would normally see. Uh, at least that's what I think I remember from those games and how he was portrayed. But I mean, either way, it's a more like sinister and, you know, it's not Jim Carrey. Uh, right. So. Yeah. <clears throat> that that was like exciting that's i think that's what probably got me officially sold on i'm gonna go see this um because i'm kind of i'm as much of a you know superhero movie guy as i've been you know i've kind of burst on that bubble a little bit in terms of i mean now that they've done the whole 10 year four phase or three phase process and did the big movies and whatnot i'm kind of i'm kind of worn out and waiting to see what the next versions of these movies look like mm -hmm. i need new characters new storylines new attempts at different types of movies and while this isn't that at least you know you get something in there like okay we're getting a riddler that that people have been asking for so right. uh i will check it out definitely uh, i'm pretty always open to batman solo movies it's been like eight or nine years since the dark knight trilogy so Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Want to do some albums of the month? Yeah, dude. You got I'm your list. Let me, let me let me let me run down what I have written down here. What I remember dropping this month, or at least what I covered on like the New Music Monday Instagram stories and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, we got Taylor Swift Ooh, dropping folklore. Shit, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait! I gotta show you something. I got a new drop. Bitch ass white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch ass white wow, boy. Ernie. Bitch ass white boy. Bitch ass white boy. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Yo, someone needs to make their producer name Bitch ass white boy, and that's their tag. B -b 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 Bitch ass white boy. That would be a fire producing name. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I think fire I'm stage it. name producer make slaps I, I liked how we did it last time Trent I liked how we did like I said five you said five and we kind of just went up like that let's do that all right bro you want to start or you want me to start oh wait 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 I didn't get done reading my list of albums that came out this month yeah Nas <laughs> King's Disease we talked about that last week Taylor Swift uh Folklore Trent let y'all have it on that last week. And I hope y'all remember the lessons you learned. Because they were important. Snap, snap, <laughs> snipe, snipe. Bring. Bang, bang. Bring, bang, bow. Okay. And um, let's see, what else? We, we have uh, a Boldy, and, Boldy James and Versace. Jay Versace. Versace tape. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Yep, that's on there. Uh, Black Noise, producer project, Oblivion. It had a lot of people on it. It had... Danny Brown, Earl Sweatshirt, Baby Mother. Um, also, we're not going to get to talk about Baby Mother today because I haven't listened yet, but Motherland is out. She says it's going to be her last album, her last project. She's done. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll talk about it next week because I, I straight up haven't heard more than a song. Uh, so, But I just want to say that's out there. Y'all should listen to it. I'm going to listen to it today. 
<clears throat> but it won't be included in this list. Um, Guapdad 4000 came out with Platinum Falcon Returns. That was sort of an EP. Uh, 03 Greedo and Ron Ron, the producer, came out with Loaded Up. That had a couple snaps on it for sure. Now, this one is is tough. This one's like the unlocked, or sorry, the, the locked unplayable character NPC like of our list here. Um, if you don't got title, just black this one out. Mock Hami, Mock's Hard Lemonade. Um, that came out this month. We still don't have it on Spotify or Apple Music. So now y'all definitely heard us talking about this one at length on one of our episodes this month. Live, L-I-V dot E. Couldn't wait to tell you. Neo Soul, silky, smooth, and definitely weird all around um, and extraterrestrial at times. Uh, but a great Neo Soul record. And then we had, of course, Amine, Limbo. We hyped that up several times this, this, this month. We're also going to make mention of Dante Thomas and Corey G uh, with their Road Trip EP. I figured since I threw the Platinum Falcon Returns EP in there, might as well throw in Dante Thomas too. Lil Keed, Trapped on Cleveland 3, uh, also came out this month, and we gave that some praise this month as well. Trent, I don't know if I'm missing anything that you're aware of. Uh, but if not, then go ahead and give me your number five on the on the list. Okay, okay so I guess my five would be that Boldy James and Jay Versace, uh, the Versace tapes. God dang it. <laughs> uh, number Bingo. five, you said? Yeah, number five. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a solid uh, debut for Jay Versace and Boldy James on Griselda. And I don't know, easy listening. It's been a while since we got like one of those. Remember that that month we had like, uh, uh, God, the Attack of the Future Shocked and Descendants of Cain and mm-hmm. uh, the Innocent Country three, two. We got like all those like in the same month. Hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. This been a while since we had like a real dense one like that, and I feel like this kind of like refreshed me a little bit on some of that kind of hip hop. It was number five for me. You know what? I, I thought I could give it to Black Noise. Overall, I was more excited about it than I actually was after listening to it, even though it had all those features. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have even given it to Taylor Swift, you know, T-Swizz with her, with her boof pack of fucking indie jams um, that she made. Taylor Swift. Yeah, you better, you better cry right now. Um, <laughs> but I decided to go ahead and say fuck it. Give it to Dante Thomas and and and, and Corey right. G on their road trip EP, and even in just five songs, um, it's significant. I definitely recommend uh, checking it out if you haven't, and going back on a replay of it if you have. Uh, it's been a great rotation piece. Really quick before I give my four, I want to give two honorable mentions because I feel like they were just in my list until I like re- <laughs> redid it, but. Uh, my two honorable honorable mentions will be Limbo by Amine because I like that album a lot. It's not my favorite kind of like hip hop, but I think he did his thing. And we talked about it with Jared. There's like a song for everybody on that album. And I liked that point that he made a couple lot. Hitters, I, think I, I do think Fetus might be like one of the songs of the year for me. Mm-hmm. I think that that song is just like flawless. Yeah. Um, and then my other honorable mention will be Taylor Swift. She's not gonna be my list. Ah, um, I thought she would. I really that, did. I talked all that talk, and then she's not even in my list. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, you know how I feel about that. I won't go into it. But um, and then my number four is gonna be Trapped on Cleveland three, man. That little key. I'm glad you put me on that. You got because, me twisted. Like since Barnacles, I've been like needing another like kind of. It's a good. Banger. It's a good lateral project to Barnacles. Yeah. I get I get too sick of Barnacles from hearing it so much. Right. And that yeah, almost kind of delivers like, the same same kind of feel but different i i feel i do want to put like i think we should just because we like we for some reason we both kind of have this like duality thing with barnacles and traveling cleveland three we should make a playlist of like all the best songs on each album and see how well we could get something like that to flow like a combo album between the two yeah yeah that'd be fine we tried doing that with something else oh it was the your two yg albums i've done those yeah and i did i never totally finished this but I did uh, two oh, Blood right, Orange right. albums. Yeah, so I think like something like that would be Angels Pulse because kind of Angels Pulse, yeah, we would we could do something cool because we're both really into both those albums. All but, right, Saw yeah, Baby that's... and Trapped on Cleveland collab album coming soon. Yeah. Trapped on Barnacles three. Trapped on Barnacles. <laughs> Trapped on uh, Barnacles, yeah, man, bro. That, that uh, Lil Keat album is pretty fire. I'm really glad that you put me on that. It's like some thug if thug wasn't thug kind of thing yeah yeah if thug was just getting started but for some reason also had all the skill sets that he has now uh number four for me was boldy james jay versace versace tape thought it was a significant project really interested in jay versace's path as he moves forward um this was a really interesting starting point it's really cool to see. Uh, it's cool that he landed here, and it seems like the right place for him to be working in. So, realized right before we started that this was a July project, a, li- a July 31st project. We're adding it into this list. We're calling it an August album, basically. And, uh, I mean, we talked about every reason why we thought it was a really, really solid, respectable album. Especially, uh, that was the same episode with Jared. I agreed with him, though, that I think there was even more potential uh, that I think in the future I'm, I'm really interested to see what this sound, this sound evolves into because it could really be anything. But yeah, if you're in the need for like a sometimes summery, a sometimes fall-ish and all the times kind of funky and unpredictable type neo soul and R&B record, this is for you. Uh, if you took my flyer on Kia A at some point and liked that album, I would definitely tell you to check this out. My number two album of the month is actually one that came out this last weekend. And I had included a song from it on the first uh, Bridge City Boys mixtape. His name is Ricky Reed. An album that just came out called uh, The Room. Uh, Terrace Martin on it. Leon Bridges is on it. Um, a couple other like notable bands and stuff, but it's kind of just like this funky electronic soul music. It's definitely worth a listen if you like like Blood Orange type stuff. If you like uh, Frank Ocean, I think there's like some elements, Bonnie Vare kind of elements, just cool like electronic synthy wave pop kind of shit. I think you'll really be into this. Torwee Moi, I feel like is like a good comp, but um. Yeah, it, it just came out, and I gave it a full rotation last night, and 
kind of like listen to the singles here and there over the month and it's just like grown on me like um <clears throat> we haven't gotten we had like a blood orange album in 2018 blood orange album in 2019 and 2020 i'm like fiending for something blood orangey because <laughs> ah. that's just like one of my favorite artists and i haven't gotten anything like that i thought frank ocean's album was going to drop this year and it still might but we i, I you never know with Frank, but I don't um, know if I can hang, handle a Frank Ocean album this year. I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my money on a Frank Ocean album this year. So to get something that's like kind of in that realm, um, I'm kind of just like all over it right now because it's what I've been wanting. But I recommend it to anybody who's into that kind of sound. Ricky Reed, say the title again. I think it's just called The Room. Okay. Check it out. Word, word. Newly discovered fire from Trent. You know what it is. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to give up my number two and number one at the same time so as to, okay. you know, leave some suspense. But uh, what do you think? About, who, which one do you think is my number one? Uh, Low Key or Amine? Low-key, your number one. Nah, it's Amine number what? one, bro. Oh, Amine, 503, baby. Reppin' Portland, okay? Reppin' Tech Gang, Benson High School. So, I don't know, man. I thought it was a great album. I thought, really, to me, there wasn't anything that I heard that was much above an eight, and I thought this was a solid eight. So I went ahead and just named this one King on the month. And then, of course, there's some added, you know, uh, love to it from the fact that, you know, He's from our city, so I was, uh, yeah, that's really the, the album I remember having the most impact on me this month. I thought it was a good month, but didn't think it was crazy, and uh, Low Keyed was the big surprise, I think, for me um, on the month. remember seeing that coming out, honestly liking the, the name and the album cover, so just reminding myself to definitely check it out really soon. I started hearing it. Notice there were some slaps and then, you know, there were slaps down the road. Even after I listened to it a few times, something, you know, a couple of songs that I, I, I didn't love at first. I loved later. And yeah, it's uh, it's fairly consistent. Not quite an eight out of ten to me, but it's, you know, it's very respectable for what I honestly thought. Like Lil' Keed had in him as an artist. My number one album is one we already talked about. Uh, that Live album is fucking crazy. I still can't get over. I really am about that. I was kind of writing for it on the pod that we talked about it. I said that it was better than the Kia album. After listening to both of those albums a couple more times, I don't think I'm like as like like black and white about it. I think they're both just really good. They they are um, both really really good. And and it's like, I mean, you're you're comping albums that are alike, but they're not the same. Like, they're very, no. they're very different in many no. ways. So, I mean, um, but I just love the overall flow of that Live album is just like from track to track. I just think it like, it just works in every way. I don't think there's like a song that feels out of place on it. I don't think it's like a minute too long or a minute too short. I think it's like really perfectly rounded. And I like you, I still think that there's like another level to this artist or to this craft that mm -hmm. like maybe, maybe she, I don't know, maybe she hasn't realized it yet. Or maybe she purposely was like, this like, it's so early. Like I could, 
I can make, you know, create some hype for myself and then really blow them away. I feel like that's almost like what, I feel like that's almost what a lot of R&B artists do where it's like, I think they know they have another level to them, but they just are not like ready to put it all out on the line for fear of just being like a one album wonder kind of person. Right. But, um, cause R&B as much, as much as I love the genre and as much as I respect everybody in the genre, it's, it's hard to like really separate yourself from everybody else. I think you have to have like a, an innate quality that somebody else doesn't have to really separate yourself. Cause I think a lot of, especially, you know, contemporary R and B is like really tough. The more you go abstract with it, then obviously you can do some other stuff, but anyway, I'm rambling, but I just think that's a, it's a really cool album. And, um, it, I'm still not sure it, the score that I gave it, by the way, when I make the albums of the month, list i'm going by the score that i gave it so yeah, like same mostly i'm <clears throat> it has like an 8.4 to me which is exactly what the weekend has at 10 in my albums of the year and i'm not sure mm. like so you're telling I, me I you're, you're making business out. decisions with after hours with, with, about your list just on just off of like my instinct I think the I think After Hours has just had so much replay. I can't really knock it out of the top ten yet, but there has to be something that's better than it for me to be like, okay, it's got to move. Yeah. So I think it's still safe right now, but you never know. I I'm hoping that nothing knocks off After Hours for me, like. Yeah, because you still got a number one, right? Yeah, After Hours is my business. Is the business of my is list. The business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after hours llc yeah 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 uh yeah i'm hoping that there's nothing that blows me away so much that because it would need to do it in a shorter amount of time now at this point like i listen to that album all year long i'm still listening to it i'm still preserving it in a way trying not to listen to it too often so as to still enjoy it probably at least for the rest of the year um now what if what if like a kendrick album dropped like do you think you could like absorb that enough to be like oh yeah it would have to be incredibly dynamic and interesting because i think that album i think that album is still not out there this year like that album that on its first second third listen blows me away like it's a nine out of ten period straight off that like i'm starting there's never there hasn't been that album but that's a tough album have, to make. Have you heard any of the the leaks from the Kendrick album? No, and I probably will not. I, I, I'm interested I usually, in leaks. I'm not like so totally against I'm leaks, usually, but any form of Kendrick leaks, no, nah, I just want to hear the project when it comes out. Well, I'm not a big like leak guy. I don't go out of my way to find them, but sent it to me without telling me what it was, and I opened it up on YouTube, and it was Baby Keem and Kendrick, and it was fucking crazy wait i saw so, that uh i saw that come up in my suggested in my youtube was a baby keem oh, and kendrick well, song and i thought that looks so fake no dude it's real and it's really good too but oh yeah i gotta um, stay away from that i don't know if it's I, you know you never know with leaks because of what it might not be on the album it might be because it's a leak it might not end up on the album yeah so I don't and i have a feeling when things leak like that like they know what's leaked and what's not out right. there so and I'm like, if you're leaked before you even know 
if a song leaks before you even know what the album is or like there's no there's nothing out about the album it's really easy to just pull it from the album and you don't need to put it in there because no one expects it to be on there in the first place yeah so, i don't know anyway i listened to a leak you could sue me kendrick but it was awesome and i love it <laughs> um anyway that's album of the month we could uh, bring up Bridge City Boys mixtape real fast because I have I'll put work. that up. Let me get to the playlist here. It is up on Spotify. It is up on Apple as of when we're recording this. So when you hear this, it's definitely up there. Uh, and we did shower jams. We did songs you like to sing in the shower, uh, which was just kind of mentioned in passing last week on the episode. And and Trent was like, wait, that's fire. So... Here we are, collecting shower jams from everybody. Now, what was nice about this was I got some decent responses. Like, I mean, in, in the sh- I mean, in like terms of how many people sent me music to put in here. So, real quick, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to like Adam the Arab, uh, E Boy Dot Bible, Yuck God HD, I am Trox. Ooh. Trox sent us one. Avatar nice. Who Jack, always good to send us some shit. Of course, Jared from the previous episode in here with some Sade. Uh, my boy Colby. Shout out Lucky17799. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got a good handful of tracks. Is it Raph, though? Shout out Raph. Hella Dregs. Um, rap Synthesizer. A lot of people send us some stuff. So uh, good to know that all of y'all shower. And and I'll start by playing some some smooth from Trent's section. Dude, this scumbag anthem, I freaking oh, love Savage this song. anthem, come on, you know that. One of those songs recipe. that you feel like you're good at singing too, and then as soon as you cut the music, like the song off, you, it's yes, just like ass. yeah, you're like, you realize how out of so key you are, yeah. how <laughs> how Sir is just on another level than you. He's like bodying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's bodying you. <laughs> um. So didn't I guess you haven't seen all of the suggestions in here, but I haven't checked it yet. Okay, yeah. So I I just got the playlist up. I mean, there's some really fire stuff in here. There's some D'Angelo. There's some like even someone dropped a Billie Eilish song in here that I thought was most appropriate. I thought it was fire. Thank God someone came in and dropped "So Fresh, So Clean." Okay. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I think that is like the shower jam. But we gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta give it to to Kyle. We gotta give it to Ent on this one, bro. No, Kyle looked depressed in the shower. <laughs> like he's like, you know that? Uh, wait, have you seen that The Simpsons meme with Bart like in the shower naked? He's like, <laughs> this is butt up on the wall, and it's yeah, like, and he, yeah, crying. Dude, that's Ent in the shower. <laughs> yeah, the blood orange song on here is tight. Okay, but oh, yeah. he was one of two people to give us up some some Frank Ocean, blonde. I mean, Frank's literally in the shower on his album cover, so I guess that is I shower know. music. I almost gave a Frank Ocean song, but I knew other people were gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Cause same, I I, I said self control four times in a row, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I thought, nah, I could probably do something else. So, <clears throat> but uh, then he then he then he has this. Angel Olsen song that's also pretty depressed. They, but that's the thing, is there's like a few really depressed songs on here. And there's like some Earl Sweatshirt and like 
I know who's singing your girl sweatshirt in the shower. And this one's funny too. Uh, do you know what's his name? Spooky, Spooky Black, or he also yeah, goes yeah, by yeah. Corbin. Yeah. Yo, think about think about cleaning yourself to this. Think about washing away all your sins to this music. Wait, Ed said that one. No, 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 no. Not end. No, no, no. We're done ripping on Ed's music. I'm just imagining Ed's like wailing in the shower. That just sounds like (laughs) that sounds like someone dying. Like in a good like sounds good. (laughs) Yo, whale sounds. Whale sounds in the shower, baby. Uh, I gotta say, I almost put. I was gonna put a Baby Keem song on here, but then I was like. Honest. Honest is a fire shower song. Yeah, honest. Um, even the song that I thought I hated on that album, but I ended up liking a lot, my ex, which I like. It's like the acoustic one. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I hated I that I hated one that too song. at first, and now it, it like weirdly is growing. I love on it. Me. But I almost put Baby Kim song on there, but then I was like, if people know that I'm the one that put this on here. Most of his songs have the N word in it a lot, and I don't want people to think that I'm like singing the N word in the shower. <laughs> songs Trent likes not. to sing in the shower. I know, so like I omitted any song with it from my four tracks. Ah, that's interesting then. I re- actually I saw this thing that was like, someone was like, oh, do you-? it was like a YouTube video, and people were asking questions like, oh, do you ever sing the N word when you're like singing the song to like a white girl and she's like oh no of course not and then they were like do you ever think of like do you ever like think it in your head while you're listening like and she was like no i don't even do that and i was like that's cap because there's no (laughs) way you can like there's no way you can avoid saying it without thinking about it like (laughs) bitch ass white boy (laughs) (laughs) precisely ernie that's what i'm saying (laughs) he's just saying what you're trying to say anyway um, but that the Rondo song that I put in there is just a, it's oh like yeah. a goat shower song. In, uh, yeah, Trent, yeah, Trent hit us with, with the fire Durando song. You'll know it when you hear it. Sir, of course, uh, you had some Leon Bridges in there. The Faye Webster song, too. You like Faye Webster a lot. Man, I love Faye Webster. <clears throat> but you know what? You know what? Nth did absolutely redeem himself by throwing this absolute shower oh, anthem yeah. in here. And even if it was just a joke, you know, like he won his cool points back. Remember you could, yeah. Remember you could call the the soldier boy phone number yeah. off of this shit. Like a pre-recorded. Yeah, and he'd be channel. like, "Hello," <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Hello." <laughs> Yo, I can't hear you. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the Bridge City Boys mixtape for this week. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, and do, uh, yeah, shower music. We'll have, maybe we'll add some more music to it, too. Um, if you, I, I mean, this is three hours of music, so it's going to be tough to shower to through all the way through. Maybe take it to work with you. Uh, maybe right. take it to the gym, and then when you hit the showers, too, right? Uh, Boom, there you go. or something like that so uh just just check it out man british city boys mixtape we all j- jumped in on it uh thank you guys for contributing again and uh it's time to enter our guest man we got a fucking heavy hitter in the building 
Yo, yo, yo. Okay, can't hear us yet. One, two, one, two. One, two, man. I hear you. How you doing? What up, dude? Dude, nice to meet you. Uh, Brady, also on here, is my, my, my best friend, Trent. Trent, this is mm. Brady. What's up, bro? What's up, What's up guys? Hey. Um, you Are know you what we're going to do, actually? I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to play a song real quick. As to introduce you, and then we'll get and then we'll get started. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Also wanted to ask, man, how much how much time do you got? Oh, uh, I, I got enough time, hour or something. Okay, cool, man. Um, I wasn't gonna go any yeah, longer than an hour, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't like twenty thirty minutes. We could do that too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. Whatever whatever y'all need, man. I'm good. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Let me get this song started real quick. It's uh, one of my favorites. Oh, nice. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. I think that's you. Yes. <laughs> on all the tracks on this whole album, this one's got one of the funkiest bass lines. My game rotates and my name grows bigger. Yo, we are massive currency fans. Uh, really? Both me and Trent, and a lot of our friends out here in Portland too. I don't know what it is about Portland that loves currency, but uh, yeah, I was really surprised to realize that you you're all over this album. Yeah, yeah, I was around currency during um, during those times. That's that's really when I I got into the game. That's what I would. That's what I would call my, my PhD was when I, I landed in New York and I started working with uh, Ski and, and Dame Dash and Currency Most Deaf back when he was named Most Deaf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, was a whole, there was a whole movement called DD172 and um, it was very exclusive. It was all the dopest people and, you know, they'd be models and friggin' Russian mobsters and rappers and really weird artists like strange all these different types of folks hanging out at this building and uh you you know you kind of had to know someone to know someone to get in there and um it was dame's building and uh this was post rockefeller this is like 2009 2010 mm -hmm. and uh one night i pulled up with my buddy olami day and uh i, I thought it was gonna be just a party you know, we were going there to meet uh, some people and stuff like that. I didn't really know what the deal was, but he's like, you know what? Yeah, you should maybe bring your axe just because, you know, these, these cats get down with the music. They, they might fuck with you. You might end up in a situation. So I, I, I used to just carry my bass everywhere <laughs> anyway because I was always coming from some $50 gig or, yeah. you know, I was working, man. And in the early days in New York, I still am. But I was I was one of those dudes that was just gigging, you yeah. know? I was playing. Getting it out the playing. mud, as they say. Yeah, dude, like really piecing <laughs> it together, man. Really piecing But it was, it was so great for my development. So I, I rolled up to that with my bass. I walked in and uh, go up and, and there's music playing, all this craziness going on. I go up and find myself in this studio setting. I walked in and um, Most was in there, Ski Beats, Gene Gray, wow. Dame, and some other folks. And Currency was around at that point, but I didn't even—I wasn't even very familiar with it at the time. Mm -hmm. And Ski turns around, he was making a beat, and he saw the bass on my back, and he was like, "Yo, you any good on that thing?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, I am!" <laughs> and I—I uh, 
I busted it out and plugged right into the NPC and just they just hit record and I had already figured out it was an F sharp or whatever and and everyone just went nuts because I just started shredding <laughs> in, in front of the whole party and everyone all these people I idolized who I had never at that point dreamed of working with I I was still just like a kid from New Hampshire so I was just happy to even get eyes on most deaf you know right. without paying right. to even be in that that building. But the yeah, fact that you ended up being made for that moment is kind of crazy. I think that says a lot about you, honestly. It was wild. And, and then after that, I'll never forget any of it. Ski shook my hand and goes, yo, you're hired. I need you on a lot of records. Come back tomorrow. And the next day I went in and recorded all of Pilot Talk 1. And that one day? One day. Wow. So and they had already done quite a bit of it? Or he was just still making the beats at that point? It was wrapped except that he really needed bass lines on a lot of it. i think he had a lot of sort of simpler bass because he plays bass but mm -hmm. like more basic or whatever but he can kind of play everything pretty well wow so he just had me dub in you know uh, uh, like match I, I think like eight to ten records at least yeah i was and, gonna uh, say a lot of it's on here walk on man yeah, the lyrics were on there yeah it was a walk on the lyrics were done, it was done. <laughs> holy shit man it came out shit. like the next week well, it's funny that you told that story because I, I came in here with a sort of specific question about, and, and to just to make sure I introduce you guys, we're listening to Brady Watt, cellist, bassist, um, <clears throat> and uh, producer. And I mean, you have your own, you have your own albums out there as well. Uh, so people can go and listen to your albums. They can listen to uh, your YouTube is very prolific with the Bass and Bars series. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of get to that, but that's who we're talking to. And, um, he's coming in live from New York right now, right? Okay. Yes, sir. And, yep. um, what I want to kind of lead in with was like your craft as a, as a person who's playing the bass, because when I think about the bass, I think of it as this, like, pardon the pun, but like a really instrumental, uh, piece to a lot of music that I, I love. But it's kind of an underrated instrument. It's kind of an underrated craft, I feel like. So I wanted to ask if you feel that way, if you see it that way. And also, if it is that way, um, what's it like to become a more prolific and central figure uh, <clears throat> with that instrument and someone who's known for playing that instrument? Because I feel like a lot of people kind of fall into the background sometimes, and that's an underrated instrument, basically. Yeah, I I'm at a point now where I'm starting to, and this, the, the bass guitar is, is a whole, it's a whole culture in itself. Like we got our own magazines and summits and, you know, it's like, there's actually like a huge demographic of just bass cats, you know what I mean? And we all kind of check out each other and, and I've been a part of that since I was 14 years old and just from getting bass player magazine. So I think I've grown up kind of looking up to these bass heroes and a part of me, especially as a kid, we always wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be like a, a legendary bass player. And I, but then as I started working into the music industry, I kind of lost focus of being that front man type of guy. And, and I don't think I ever really wanted to be the front man. I think I just looked up to that type of guy. Sure. And being a, a bass player, a lot of these years I was building, I was central to uh, the creation of a lot of other people's careers and music and more of a team member. And 
a team leader. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I just like the last few years, and, and I, I put in like a solid decade of just recording and like just put in work in, in the music industry, mainly the rap game. And then the last few years, I started stepping out in front. And that's when this whole bass frontman thing started coming into play. And now I can see it very clearly as being one of those guys. And it, it, it just happened day by day. You know, I think a lot of life is you just you do a lot of work and then you look back and you're like, damn, I'm like one of those guys. Yeah. You know, or I'm maybe on my way to being one of those guys. And uh, I think it's just just from putting I'm putting in a lot of years of it. And then also sitting and thinking about "Hmm, how can I spin this to really do something impactful rather than, you know, just continue whatever trajectory I was on. Yeah. Well, how much do you uh, see about the process being like your, you know, personality and your ability to connect with artists? You know, how much does that come into play and and helped you over time? Because, like, again, re- reaching back with that story, I mean, it seems like people can can grow on to like you pretty quickly. Has that helped you? Yeah, it's very important. The the vibe thing is very important. Um I think you got to be a certain type of dude to be moving in the rap industry. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be like super hard or super anything of this. You just got to have a certain kind of personality because there are a lot of personalities in it. Yeah. We see the rapper, but the reality is if you stepped into that room, you know, you're going to look at a very diverse room. There's going to be white guys, black guys, um, street guys, there's going to be a lawyer there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, and it's like the, the reality is there's like, everyone is working on this shit from the beginning of rap, man. I mean, it was always pretty, because it takes a lot of different types of cats to make these things work. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah. Being, uh, just really knowing rap and understanding, you get to really know your place in the room. Yeah. Um, which also is why it took a bit for me to kind of start rolling as a solo artist. I had to really establish a lot of cred before mm-hmm. that could fly. Yeah. And I think people don't understand that end of things. It just, it takes a lot of, a lot of legwork before cats are even going to support you or give you a verse. You know, they gotta, they gotta see that you deserve that verse and they want to be on that record with you and, or do a video with you. Right. And are you kind of speaking to like your your resume and your catalog as like as your cred as like you you know what you're sort of checking at the door basically when you even come to these spaces? Yeah, yeah, it, it has a lot to do with it, um, and especially w- with the what I'm doing now as an artist and I have this records featuring people. I'm doing videos with people, so a lot of lot of like trade off like. I'll do this thing, this video, Warren G will do this video for me. And then I know I'm going to record on his album or something like that. Or, right. Oh, I owe West side gun, uh, this, or, you know, right. whatever, whatever it is. Right. Um, we're just kind of constantly doing that, that whole thing. So it's super relationship based. Yes. Word. Have you, uh, since you brought that name up, have you, have you been tied to any West side gun projects? Um, yeah, yep. Well, I'm I'm down with um. I'm just cool with the Griselda guys, and you know we did that bass and bars a, yeah, a while Conway back. Yeah, and, and Benny. Yeah, yeah. Gun was there that day too. He uh he just he doesn't do freestyles. Yep. 
<clears throat> he doesn't do radio raps or anything like that. Um, yeah, he he always says he's like oh, I'm not a rapper, but he's like <laughs> he's like my favorite rapper. Out. One of the illest. He's like yeah, Nick, he's like Nick Coldest out. Yeah, man. I'm like, what do you? Mean? He's that dude is something, man. He's he's brilliant. Yeah, he's one to watch for a lot of different reasons, man. Yeah, Real business, man. Particularly in the uh, business mind, yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't speak on in in detail, but we definitely definitely be looking out for uh, Griselda collaborations. We got we got some epic shit happening. Cool, man. We're that's right all now. we've been listening to for the past couple of years is yeah, him and yeah, me too. the boldy shit from know. this year and. Um, <clears throat> everybody in the—I mean, they just—they—they oh, they feed the game so consistently that this year and last year and the year before, they—they they basically took over. But yeah, I—I—I I, I, I assume you get to see a lot of really bri- brilliant business minds um, work and in action, both with the art and then whatever surrounds it. Um, who's impressed you the most in terms of just strictly as a business mind, someone that you've actually seen in play? Um, I mean, them, them, Westside Gun. I mean, as if we're talking about recent, recent people, yeah. Um, Westside Gun is in that whole operation is super impressive to me because I like when independent guys get it and they're doing their own merch and all that because I'm doing that right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I look to people like that to uh, just kind of see the blueprint and see, see what, what's working and what's not. Yeah. Um, and it just it's cool to see people coming from Buffalo, New York. Uh, you know, everyone, there was always like the New York or L.A. narrative. Yeah. I, I really enjoy being like, yeah, I'm from Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't know what right. they expect at all that from that. Shit. They're like, what? You know, you know and uh, because everyone, every place, every city has a, a story. Every town has a story. I want to see more rappers that are from just random town and they like yeah. are able to paint that picture properly, which is what they were doing with Buffalo. And, um, you know, like you guys know Portland. It's a, it's a whole... You guys are in Portland. Right we're now, in right? Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've yeah. had this conversation. I love Portland, man. I love that place. Uh, and w- and it, it's, it's got its own story. Exactly. And uh, we've... Uh, you're talking about something like a conversation that we had really last episode or the episode before on this podcast about uh artists that don't come from the most hotspot cities that have a reputation and a blueprint and a sound um you know they they end up having this this freedom that and especially in the internet age where you can observe you know different regions and different trends in different cities um that i see a lot of the portland artists just kind of doing whatever is natural to them and they pull from these different influences and they're not they're not tied to a west coast sound they're not tied to an la sound um and then if you're not from a chicago or an atlanta or a new york or you know there's these interesting cities like the bay area and like uh louisiana that do have their blueprints but they're not tied to these like super marquee sounds so um I like the freedom that's associated with that. Um, can you also speak to like if you feel that for yourself, like you said, being being from a small town like that? Yeah, I I I'd, uh, I just I just like it, man, and and I can see myself being really involved back there at some point. I'm up there all the time, but it, it's a vibe. It's it's like <clears throat> being connected to where you were manifested is is important. 
um, in a way, because I feel like we was all born somewhere. We was all born for a reason, for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people fall off past. They they get caught up in in life for whatever reason. Um, because life is hard and things happen and we don't always win. And if if you are able to stay on course, if you're, it's been. I'm talking especially if you're an artist. You know, you're you're manifested in the in this in this body, and then you grow into a uh, fully grown human that's able to make decisions and create art and make impact. It has something to do with where you were born. And the more true you can be to who you are, mm-hmm. the better your art comes out. And I've seen that with myself. And I, it's a fact because the more I just leaned into making like hard ass uh, rap beats and like really shredding bass and just being fucking me, the, that's when my career started going up. Now I'm talking more on camera. I'm doing all this stuff and just being me. Like, yeah. Being me is fuck, you know what I mean? And it's, <laughs> it's working. And I feel like I see cats around me, Joe Budden, and, you know, we got the same manager. Yeah, Ian. Uh, even Primo. And I, I, I'm always, like, just, I'm really good at observing. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, like, biting. I observe, and I'm so different from them that I can just do be me. But what I do see is these people are just, they're unapologetically them, and that's how they went. Yeah. Uh, and then that, when you do that, the art resonates with the people when you get the art right with yourself it resonates with the people so it's it's important to be checked into where you're from yeah and because uh, i think if, if the culture of it if 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 people can identify with what it is you're doing saying playing or evoking they can like and that's truly coming from who you are and you've already set a precedent that that's not really gonna you're not gonna change that mo mm. that you will build these longer lasting fanships because you know hopefully these people are just as unapologetically themselves and that's why they enjoy what you what what you have to say or do or play or you know whatever that is and that really brings me in and and, and reminds me <coughs> of Joe Budden and that podcast and I know you just uh you were just talking about that most recent episode that they did uh, even though they just yeah, dropped yeah. one. So the one before where they're talking about leaving Spotify and, and that whole ordeal, which was a crazy episode, a really interesting episode to hear. Um, you know, that's kind of the like the move for Joe from complex to there was based in, you know, wanting to do what. What was honest to him and all these people move from one spot to the other. And, you know, I just hope and can see that that will continue to happen for him, you know, in that next venture as well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, watching those guys has been really inspiring. Uh, just <laughs> they just took it like that's my buddy's room. You know, what I mean, like that's Parks. Parks, yeah. Living room. I mean, <laughs> they're there all the time. Yeah. His and little. What's his dog's Park. name? Um, does he have a dog? Yeah. It's, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe Baisley. He, I, that must be someone. I, um, I think P- Parks has a cat. Oh, okay. Maybe it's someone else. I might be tripping. I might be, but or he puts it in the other room or something when there's company. But we have we have cookouts over there all the time. But Parks also is a mixing engineer who uh, he works with like everyone. Like we always, everyone knows Parks. Yeah. You're in the rap game. You're gonna just go. You're gonna see Parks because he mixes mad records, mm-hmm. and you're always sending them files and shit. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see cats bring it from zero to a hundred like that, uh, off of like a pretty obscure concept, especially back when they were doing it when no one, when it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And you see them just do it consistently for so long. I mean, they're just there talking. They're they're friends in real life talking. Yeah. And then to make it into an empire, they're making a massive. Uh, the two days ago, I think spotify stock dropped by a hundred million dollars really of, just off of that because of joe's yeah that episode that he dropped i mean it might be a combination of things but that's what they were saying i mean again like i said it speaks to and that's really the point i wanted to drive home like you nailed it in terms of the cle- it's a cliche but being yourself is always the best route um like I said, it, it's it's so much more worth it to build those relationships that will not change or falter, you know, with the seasons, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. And that people are really just there to hear you and to see you and whatever it is that you have to say is, is really important. I would say that's something I learned probably most, you know, most directly from watching Joe Budden kind of, you know, go through this process. So that's cool. I definitely wanted to to, to bring that up. Cause I feel like that's really significant for podcasters in general. And it was really interesting to hear, you know, his, I guess, behind the scenes perspective. He talked about actually going inside and looking at it all, you know, it was really interesting to hear what he had to say. And it does make you think about, um, where to put your content, what exactly to be doing and maybe guarding your content for and with. So, um, yeah. Because I've yeah, heard you, you know, say, you know, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Until you get to that position, you kind of do, do whatever you got to do. And, you know, they did that deal. They figured out, oh, okay, that's this. And they ran up, they ran it up, you know, and now they're doing another negotiation. They're just moving up. It's all what it is, but it's, it is, it is cool to see these, these corporations kind of getting broken down by, by just the real, the real. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because so they, they need us, man. They they need this shit, bro. And the, the the scales are tipped very unfairly against us. I think all this stuff that's happening is an active rebellion of kind of pulling that shit back. Because I've been I've been screaming about this for a long time. Because Spotify with us, I you know I'm a bass player mm-hmm. and producer. Um, I own a lot of intellectual property. I live off of royalties i own a ton of pieces of a ton of songs right because i'm on all these stuff currency to joey badass to for days you know a decade of catalog and spotify came out and they just had the the percentages were just set and it was all of a sudden it was just like oh the labels get like 90 percent of the revenue or like seven you know it's like we had no say it just like happened they just it was like a fucking coup yeah and and now we're still trying to get that back right because when streaming came into the picture you heard so much noise about how bad it was going to be for the industry and around exactly what you're saying i feel like is when that talk started to go away when like spotify got its its place in the industry it's good in a way i'm not totally against it but they need to fix the splits the splits are fucked up yeah so uh, we've been doing a lot to I mean, hopefully this is a part of it too. Just exposing, exposing cats. Like and, 
gonna just at least make it fair, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's literally our shit. Absolutely, yeah. up And y'all just run with it. Yep. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it, it is stacked incredibly unfairly, and I I like remember seeing too. You know, they show you what fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny that a stream is worth. You know, um, to think about that, and then to think about the fact that the record label is getting ninety percent of that. It's crazy because that number I see thrown around as like what the artist is getting. Yeah, hey, can't you believe this artist is getting a fraction? You got to sell a million records and it's like this much. It's like that's it's 10 percent of that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> it's bad. But, you know, th this is all. We're witnessing the crumbling of of like the, the corporation. I mean, they're probably always going to be there, but we're seeing them get knocked down right now. You're seeing the, mm. the team owners have to really, you know, yeah, make major changes. You, the, it's, it's really crumbling and we're just seeing it. We're seeing it happen in real time and we're going to see it bit by bit. Oh shit. They have to change this for us now. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is how we do it now. These are the splits now. And it's just, that's how it's going to be. Just like earlier when I was saying the career, just there's a ton of steps. Yeah. That's going to be the shift to like independent people really owning what the fuck we made yeah. to begin with. <laughs> you know, I mean, this has been a, a long battle. And th that's why it's cool. The, the Joe thing is cool because that's how I see it. I see it as like a, a fucking like, like the movie 300 or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Just Go. going against these guys, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a really interesting time, you know. There's a lot of fucked up things going on at the moment, uh, but at the same time, there are a lot of there are a lot of businesses and enterprises and industries that cannot depend on the the future, the future. I think money that they expected moving forward, right? And a lot of mm. supply chains or just cultures around these industries are changing. And like, yeah, in some industries specifically, some certain uh, roles in the world are really vulnerable in that elitist sense. And I feel like mm. you're seeing it in sports, you know, um, where the, the, the basketball players specifically are really like emphasizing their roles as workers and you know obviously that you know the the strike is <clears throat> is what it is but you're right the 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 team owners having to sort of involve their own names in these social justice initiatives you know i think that that's that's a start that's a start the fact that these people yeah. are even associated with that sort of thing the fact that you know if a, i mean people are people answer those calls is what i'm saying so yeah um they do it, it is really interesting time and it, it makes me think about i've been watching the no limit chronicles uh master p documentary that's coming that's been out for a little while now and i'm like most of the way through it but and, and you always hear about his business acumen but to watch it play out in sort of a movie shape is 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 crazy and um uh just like the 80 20 splits and things like that that you know, uh, you. It, it's crazy to see how much it predates the independent age that we might be kind of coming upon, and in a way we already are. Yeah. In yeah. at the moment. Yeah, um, I mean, back in the day, you couldn't even film a music video. I mean, you needed like 
mad dough to film a music video. So you needed to get signed. You know, back in the Jay-Z days, they was talking about coming into the game with $900,000 or whatever. They needed that. They hustled that money mm-hmm. to get the videos and, and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, then no one would sign them. They, they raised that money on their own. Um, it's what you needed to do. It's like you needed the capital to get anything done. Now we anyone can kind of do it. So it's uh, and that's good. It's anyone's game now. Hey, hey, the more you can think, the more you can make happen. It's all it's all there. You gotta sit down and sit down and think and plan and plot and and get it done. Yeah, that's the more it. you can think, the more you can dream. Because the sky. Yeah. yeah, and that's what really struck me about the Master P thing was like the deal was so favorable that he had so much money coming in because all the records were platinum and he's releasing like 20 platinum records in one year. And <clears throat> that like he needed the massive imagination to figure out what to do with all the money that he's making to continue making it. You, it, only, it makes you think like what he would be doing uh, like in a time like today. Mm. Yeah, damn, I, w- I, w- I should watch that. That's probably good. Uh it's really good. It's good on BET. Motivation. They're doing a Rough Riders Chronicles one two now. Dope. That's the one that that they're on right now. And um, I don't know if I'll I'll probably see that one later. But this one was like, this one was that sort of business inspiration for me to to watch through and just watch them continue to come up with ideas and then manifest them, um, mm-hmm. and enter all these new spaces that were super duper not allowed. Uh, <laughs> you know for. Uh, a rapper at that time um yeah <clears throat> so yeah that's really cool definitely watch i've been telling people in the last couple episodes to to definitely check that out but um i wanted to move back to like portland in general um how much time have you spent in portland <clears throat> i spent i i it's a second home in a way because around age when i was uh, let me see here 20 probably 2006 2007 my brother um actually no he probably moved there in 2005 my older brother nick moved from um new england to portland just to kind of get out of new england Uh start somewhere new but he was i was 18 he was 19 and um he met a girl out there lily lily that's that's how i got this interview shout out lily Lily's yeah, never she never asked shouts to her man and she never asked me for anything and not that she was asking for something she was just like hey there's this, these guys they have a dope podcast they wanted you to do it <laughs> and I checked it out and I was like oh these guys are dope because I looked at your Instagram and, it, and the aesthetic was really good hey, word. Music <laughs> in my in my wheelhouse so I was like yeah I'll do that I'll do that for sure just because I, I love Lily she's so such a nice nice person yeah and my so my brother met her. And then they had a, a kid together mm-hmm. while well, I was wicked young. I was like 20. I remember my brother telling me, uh, hey, I'm having a kid. And I was like, <laughs> what? We're, we're still kids. <clears throat> and, but it all worked out so good, man. And they had another kid. And uh, they got married and got a house right behind Edelweiss. Y'all remember Edelweiss? I work yeah. there right now. I work there still. Nah. That, that's, that's, how I, that's how I connected with well, that's how I connected to you through Lily. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go there. I'm about to go there in like an hour and a half. Uh, I've eaten there so many you times. You want some salami, bro? 
Yeah, bro, that place is bomb. <laughs> that is crazy, bro. It's a it's a great food city in general, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they live right behind Edelweiss in that house. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've stayed there a million times, and they ended up moving. But my yeah, both my nephews, uh, Will and Theo. Shouts to Will and Theo. Yeah. Uh, they they um obviously live out there, so I'm out there all the time visiting, and um. Me and my brothers, we like to go out and enrage. So we're we we we're no stranger to the bars and the yeah. you know the the, the whole scene. Man. Couple of yeah, New yeah. England boys for sure. Yeah, and and we was there since about two thousand five six. So I also know Portland before a lot of people started. It yeah. became like a real cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was there <laughs> and I was there b- before when I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is like a whole other culture. The food trucks. Um, just, you guys are an influential city. It's an interesting city for sure. And it's crazy too. Cause now, you know, like it's like, we've been in the news so much basically since, you know, like the protests have started and and whatnot. Um, so it's kind of crazy to see. And then obviously like, you know, the trailblazers kind of went on their like play and run and and whatnot. So I feel like a lot of attention is on Portland at the moment, which is weird because we kind of just been doing our own thing for forever and and it's usually just kind of always stayed its own thing um but i think like musically it's a really it's an interesting city like i said going back to that that notion that um you know this city doesn't didn't really have a blueprint for a sound that people would know like oh when i hear someone from portland i know they got that this or that so i feel like the artists who are making themselves known right now are making that blueprint mm-hmm. and that sound mm-hmm. so who who are the artists that are coming out of there right now i was gonna tell you man um we just did an albums of the month segment and we we dropped in this ep by dante thomas uh there's <clears throat> a younger dude from here and he's sort of the premier act off of the produce uh, record label which is also a clothing store in the chinatown area and they oh, cool. they have a lot of acts. So in general, produce is really producing uh, some of the most interesting music in Portland, I think, right now. Between him, there's this guy Boca, there's this guy Marcus McCauley, uh, <clears throat> who can sing a little bit more. Uh, so that whole group there. Um, have you have you heard of Win? Nah. Okay, oh. she she's actually from Lake Oswego, if you remember Lake Oswego being here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. um, she went on tour with Earth Gang, like, earliest, like, I think at the very beginning of the year, right before COVID actually happened, was when that mm. tour closed. Um, they got one off just in time. They did. They did. <laughs> they were literally, like, one of the last. Um, Good timing. So I would say them... Trent, who else? Well, I mean, Amine is probably the biggest. Amine is the big, the biggest one, obviously. Um, it's a, it's weird because there's a lot of like little factions and little groups and little like collectives and stuff that, like, the potential is there. They just haven't really broken through yet. But there's dudes like, like. Tron and all those guys and Smythe and Brax and they're all like very talented and they have a lot of potential but 
Yeah, I mean, also, like, somebody who's not from Portland, but definitely reps Portland a lot is obviously Damian Lillard. Like, he's always working with artists from Portland. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, given his NBA career and everything, he gets a lot of, like, a lot of light shine, uh, shown on the, the cats in Portland. So, I don't know. Yeah, shout out Smythe, especially. Shout out Smythe, yeah. Smythe He's actually spinach. playing today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see him. At, he's doing a beat set Word? later tonight. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this album. Uh, um, if, if you don't mind, I'll link it to you. But it's called Sporadic. Um, I'll send you a couple jams off of there. Yeah, but. if y'all can send me some of the, the cats that are... Uh, up and coming out there I'll, i would like to check them out i'm always interested at in the very ground levels who's known like in the area to like the kids and right. the, you know what i mean that right. that's that always interests me yeah yeah i'll definitely it's send you oh, a wait, one more of those. one more shout out to trox trox is oh yeah putting on trox like he was working with uh the revenge of the dreamer stuff he obviously we had him on the episode he was in the studio for that uh all those sessions and he's i mean he just moved out of portland but yeah trox actually lived like a couple blocks away from me here uh with another guy tron that we just mentioned and they tron trox and tron yeah Yeah, i know it's weird he just moved to san antonio to to be with uh, his family but um yeah when we interviewed him he talked about going to the revenge of the dreamer sessions uh for dreamville Mm -hmm. which was a really cool thing and um he's really cool with uh he, he he's done an album with ty ferris from detroit and he's also done uh which i know he's cool with like royce and griselda and then he's mm-hmm. also like I, I saw he was on the edo um last project how do you pronounce it eto oh yeah yeah that where's that guy from um i just know him as yeah, like maybe his, that shit's hard I yeah that yeah shit. he's got a jam on there too so uh, most of his connections are from here to like a lot in new york as you know where he's, Do you guys know the time. uh stove god stove god like, cooks stove yeah god. yeah that dude's sick yeah he's gonna be he's nah, gonna he, he's he, gonna be he's hard yeah because he's yeah, got that he rock marciano sing, project and then he's sing. what was that he can fucking sing, man. Like, when a rapper can really sing, it's like, all right, now, now we're now we're cooking, now yeah, we're cooking, like like most layers to it. Yeah, yep. I fuck with him. I I messaged him recently. I'm I'm gonna link up with him soon. That's tight. He showed out on the on the Fly God too, on right. all those features. Um, yeah, yeah. The the features he yeah, showed up to have like the fattest beats. And uh, I love that. I love that stove clicking, like, right before he comes in on a verse. I think that's the <laughs> yeah. hardest shit ever. Yeah, I heard those features oh, yeah. and, like, immediately was like, all right, who's this dude? And then listen to that whole Marciano project. Oh, the yeah. Whole thing. He's, he's oh, yeah. got a lot going for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rock Marcy, is the, he's, like, the godfather of this shit. Bro, he's a goat. Yeah. He truly Talk is. I mean, lot, who, but... Who's better than that fucking guy, man? <laughs> right on the rhymes you know what i mean Who's lyrically yes um lyrically yeah he, he's crazy with it i'm really sad that um i don't know if you if you have seen this but his reloaded album is no longer on yeah at, at least spotify uh mm. which is sad that that was the jam for me um Damn. 
But uh, oh yeah, I forgot you're on this. Uh, you're on. Are you on both primes, or just the second? Uh, I'm just on the second one. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love Last it. Last track, CeeLo Green. Yeah. But um, yep, yeah, yep. just to say, the Portland scene is doing like its thing, and it's it's like, okay, so Damien's cool, and Amine is cool, and um, the fact that they're kind of just like already doing what it is and making their name um but i think that's really important i feel like there's been a lot of music happening in the city but the um i think you need those premier acts to to burst through to really keep garnering the attention and i feel like if there's more people who keep doing it on a larger and more successful level that at least what we have right now can sustain an ecosystem of artists like in those other cities, like I mentioned the Bay or, or other places or Houston where they're not the, the number one markets technically, but they populate their own artists through some sort of, mm. some sort of system and they get some credibility from people who are from there. And uh, that's what kind of makes them who they are. And, I think Portland can do that. We mentioned this a lot, but I think Portland can do that if it continues to, you know, if we get another Amine, if we get another someone on that level um, who can just continue to create opportunities, basically. That's how I see it right now. Yeah, and whoever whoever keeps going is the one that wins. You gotta, you gotta outwork everyone. That's, mm. that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. I mean, even look at like a Jay-Z. Uh, the guy, just, he outworked everyone, man. Yeah. That's... That's it. I mean, he had the talent, and he just kept on going. If you see these these emerging acts, and I, I say this from a factual standpoint because I've seen it happen many times. I've seen people go from sleeping on the couch to, to being a rap phenomenon mm-hmm. so many times, dude. Uh, and it always comes down to that. Are you able to keep going? When shit gets rough, are you able to – muscle up and muster the dough together to get that mixtape done and get that video done are you down to drop your last thousand dollars in the world on this fucking music video that might not even get a thousand <laughs> views for real because i know right. i've done it a few times yeah. i know that for a fact i've seen my shit bottom out about shit 30 times man wow. at least and I'm, I'm talking about not oh man i'm broke man and you know you get a couple G's in the bank. I'm talking broke. Like I can't get on the train, my guy. Zero. I ain't got <laughs> like credit. let me hold five dollars. Like yes, actually, but no parents ain't. I ain't, I ain't got yeah. it there neither. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got to be down to risk it all and then lose it all and then keep on going because it's life. You know, within a couple of days something else will happen. You'll be back on your fucking feet. Right. But it's like, how savage are you? All right, Jay Z and them were moving massive drugs to get their career off. Right. That's savage. I'm like, I respect that. They they did the work to get the videos, to get the deal, to make it go, and then they kept pushing forever. The clothing line. It, people people are talking about all this stuff, Illuminati and all this crazy shit. And, but <laughs> I think that it's really people just can't fathom how much work this actually takes. Right. Right. I tell people I have three full-time jobs I, and they they're, are, and they're totally different. <laughs> or, at least three. I, I'm, you know, I'm a producer, I'm a content creator. So I'm constantly, I have a video guy on salary. I'm talking to the guy all day, every day. 
Um, and then I'm a, a bass player. I, I guess it, that's the main three, but they're all, they consume my, my life. Like just the production aspect to be able to dial these records in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for instance, I just did an album with Papoose. I produced the whole album from start to finish. Um, What's it called? It's all live instruments. It's just a ton of work. Uh, it's called Endangered Species. We announced that on like Friday. Okay. Um, so, for instance, like a project like it's a massive undertaking, massive undertaking, man. And um, you just gotta have the stones to just keep on, keep on going, and and also be doing this work when you get your back against the wall, you know? Yeah. Right. And and most people quit, like ninety nine out of a hundred quit, or probably more than that probably slimmer right so that's what it really comes down to it's very simple i tell the same thing to everyone it's like i like that phrase how savage are you what you gonna do when it because it's gonna there's gonna come a point where it's like it's an actual dice roll Mm -hmm. it's like there's Mm -hmm. gonna come a point where you drop your last money in the world there's always tests life tests you at every turn and you got to keep passing the test Wow. That's a beautiful thing, man. And it's cool to hear that, like from someone who feels in some way that they're on the other side of that, that progression, or at least just got to another side. Yeah. Further along down the road for sure. And, um, just, just someone like you getting to say like, look, man, it is what it is and it can happen. Um, yeah. You know, you just got to put in 80 or 90 hours a a week of work. If you want to be a, a real producer yeah the show or an artist i mean you got to be really cranking out material those griselda dudes are working around the fucking clock west side guns working around the clock never get it twisted yeah we always see him looking back (laughs) cats are rolling (laughs) we do yeah bro they're working all night yeah they're working (laughs) that's right the the 15 minutes you see him at the strip club or looking at his big ass house or something like that Everything else you don't see shows up on the album. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to his next project because I know that got uh, that was supposed to that was supposed to be on the dock for this week actually, uh, and that's getting yeah, pushed DJ back. So yeah, rest in peace, DJ Shay. We were saying earlier, rest in peace, Chad Bozeman. Shit, rest in peace, Cliff oh, Robinson. Geez, what yeah. the fuck? Jeez. Yeah, that's a huge blow, man. DJ Shea was he was a good dude. We met that day on the uh, the basin bars. We kicked it a lot because the, the day I shot the basin bars at apartment apartment four B with uh, Conway and uh, Benny, Shea was there, and then they played a show in LA, like a sold out show, probably about five hundred people there. But when when I went to the show, I was like, oh man, I, I was already a fan, but that's when I became like a super a super fan, like. Self-admitted, man. I love those guys, man. Just, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. Uh, shout out to DJ Shea. He was a nice dude. I talked to him for a while that day. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. That shit is crazy. That is horrendous. Because I know that he was going through colon cancer. My mom had colon cancer and survived it, thank God. Wow. And it was so it was terrible, man. It was just not easy to live your life with that, going through the chemo and, and he probably, bro, he probably was, was pooping through a bag. All those I years. was thinking this, when we saw him yeah, being Black he Panther. I had to really go through some real shit, like 
probably yes. some I, I was just thinking like some super non-glamorous non-movie actor black panther you would think about type shit in this process and he still went out there and you know laid out some of his best fucking roles and still looking having to show up and look good and be vibrant Dude. and, and be you're a superhero chemo, you know shit that that and no one even knew no one knew till last night bro I mean, I didn't know. I was yeah, about to say, know? I was wondering I if that was something that people knew over this Dude. period of time. And I don't think that it was. It was completely by surprise. And, you know, we said at the top of the show, basically, that it's um, I mean, there's your example of somebody who really did everything they could. It felt like with their with the time that they had, because every role he played was super iconic. Like he came in the game playing icons of history and then yeah. you know eventually in doing it into T'Challa and building like his own legacy with that character I mean in just like 40 45 years that's an, that's an incredible thing to be doing and yeah it's, it was sad that's 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 terrible <clears throat> yeah man he was really paying homage to a lot of legend like he came in I knew him from the James Brown movie yeah uh James Brown role. He did a great job in that. The Jackie Robinson, and he died on Jackie Robinson's birthday. Yeah, he Am did. I correct on that. He did. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I didn't even think about that. I heard about that last night. Yeah, yeah. Never get it twisted with with um with with life. Things are very, very, very synchronistic and uh, divinely ordered in a in a strange way. Yeah, you know, people like that, and, and in my life, I just see a lot of a lot of really. You don't you don't really believe in or in uh, coincidences, yeah, huh? Yeah, nah. I, I see I see a lot of really extreme synchronicity in my life and full circle moments and things happening where I'm like, couldn't have come up with this, you know? I mean, uh, right? It, really, really amazing, man. It, this, this, we never need we never should lose track of how amazing it is that we're alive right now as humans, no matter what's going on. Things are always as positive as you you can make them, and we have our own reality. You can always tap into the positive and every day is, I, I, I tell folks a lot, man, I'm very aware of my mortality mm. and I know that one day I'm just going to be dead. Uh, right now I'm 34 and I'll probably live to be, I mean, who knows how old I'll live to be, but between now and then from what I have gathered, this is my only shot. So you might as well just fucking send it, you know, yeah. full send. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You yeah, know what I'm saying? You, you see these cats, with they went to college and they got a job and followed all the rules and then they're getting laid off. Their job don't exist. Like, it, it's, it's a myth. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well just really just lean real hard into whatever it is you, your ultimate dream is. Yeah, can't do shit halfway But have a plan about it. Be realistic and have a real good plan. Be able to evolve. I've evolved my career about a million times. Mm -hmm. I listen to people. My manager tells me shit, and I'm like, "What the? What do you mean? I got to do that?" And then, <laughs> then I do it, and it goes. It, it it pays off. Yeah, you know. That's interesting, man. I can only imagine. It, I mean, Might that's well. the thing I get excited about is like, what am I? I mean, I have this idea about what it is I want to be doing and where I want to go, but I figure that's probably not even going to be it. It's crazy to think that like, I'm probably not even most of the way, way there yet. <clears throat> yeah. 
no, not even, not even close. It's a, it's a long journey. It's going to, it's going to keep going. I look at it never as, Oh, I'm getting to this destination that I made it. I look at it more. So I'm going to be working in this field until I can't work anymore in this field. Right. Thinking way down the road, you know, I mean, Quincy Jones was producing Quincy Jones was a touring musician for a very long time. And he had his own band. He was trekking through Europe and all this and lost his money about 20 times, you know, produced thriller when he was 45. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a long journey. You don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, you could end up anything. You can end up like a, uh, a news anchor you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you two dudes could be sitting there in 10 years for portland is the two you know because things are going to look different then you yeah. know and yeah. you're going to look different then yeah yeah a anything can happen bro for sure it's, it's so weird yeah, shit, i say that because i've seen it happen i've seen it happen to people i know actors they're like famous actors that I'm like, I remember her from being a shitty rapper in Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was trash. <laughs> Glad you figured that one out. Like people, that, people that are like wicked famous, bro. I'm not even naming no names, but I, I'm telling you, man, you'd be seeing you, it, it'll surprise you in this that's game. Crazy. If you stayed in it long enough. Glad they found the route, man. That's Yeah, anything I, can happen. I guess man. that's what it's about. Well, cool, man. Um, I don't really have too much more to ask you other than, I guess, um, you know, as it looks for 2020 and 2021, can can you give me any goals that you have for maybe end of the year and maybe the next year? Uh, they could be any kind yeah. of goal too, bro. Yeah, I can. Um, well, I'll tell you what I got coming up that's, that's announced. Uh, we got I have the, the album with Papoose, Papoose and Brady Watt, Endangered Species, completely produced by me. Super hard, bro. It's hard as fuck. Um, psyched about that. We're shooting music videos for that right now. We shut down friggin' Broadway the other day in Harlem, which was amazing. I lived in Harlem for a long time, like uh -huh. almost a decade. And, um, we I went back up there. I hadn't been up there since before uh, COVID, and we shooting a music video for box cutter which is the first single mm -hmm. and uh we shut down the street and pulled up the friggin' bentley's in the street and wheeled out the white grand piano and we were like rocking with like hundreds of people and then like more and more people started peeping that it was that it was papoose and <laughs> crowding and the phones and the cat it was <laughs> it was fucking crazy bro like uptown Damn. Just nutty, man. Awesome. And it's so cool after not seeing folks for so long and not performing. I'm used to performing all the time. Right. Uh, so I do. That was like a light at the end of the tunnel moment where I was like, ah, I think things are changing back a little bit here. Yeah. Um. So that was nice. We're in video mode. Uh. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot from me and Papoose in the next couple months. Word. I also have um a couple singles that are queued right now that are that are yeah i mean you already one got coming. one with fucking Razkaz. yeah yeah that one push on through that was my most recent single and um i got another one coming i do a lot of one-off singles featuring different cats so i got two of those um one of them is I'll, I'll talk on this one i one of them i got a ice for now but the the next single is called uh back around the way and I've secretly, I've sort of secretly alluded to it a bunch of times, and people have seen probably online. 
but it's a uh it's a new england anthem and um it's featuring like mad rappers from new england like ogs though like uh new england's the, got og rappers biggest guys what's okay. that i said new england's got og rappers like that oh yeah boston the boston hip-hop scene is was fucking huge man i mean but they never really didn't well some of them blew up past boston uh-huh you know, Gangsta Guru is from from Boston, right? Um, that, actually, and then he was down. You know, Big Shug and Ed O.G. Uh, Acrobatic, uh, the Schizophrenics. There was all these. There was a whole scene, and these guys that are now that are from Bo- Boston that are working and doing their thing. So I pretty much got everyone together, and and did this joint called Back Around the Way. We shot a, a music video for it, which was a crazy undertaking to get everyone picture shooting video and going to all the people mm-hmm. uh so i'm glad that got i got the final cut in my email last night so that means that'll be out within a month about a month okay word yeah word. back so, around the way endangered species papoos that's that's what i got coming in so mad videos i'm always shooting videos yeah so you're closing my, you're my closing video guys very busy of course man <laughs> shouts to caruso my man caruso he's He's a young cat that uh, I just I just have I just have him on salary. And he he rolls with me all the time. He's he's he handles all my content. That's dope. Well, uh, shout out Caruso. Yeah, shout yeah, out Caruso, hey, man. Here's some advice. Here's some advice for for artists. Please. And um, you know, you don't always necessarily have. I'm I'm just in the last couple of years have the ability to employ people. Um, but before that, I was you know having using a lot of favors on my friends that are video guys and Mm. you know to to get my content done and or paying for it and saving and whatever but the best thing you can do as an artist is team up with a video person now if you got the money to put them on salary great if not that video guy probably needs you too so if you guys can enter some sort of agreement where you're partners in content maybe even do a revenue split on the youtube revenue whatever it is to make it so you guys are locked in and like really really cranking out high quality stuff you want to have a visual partner that's probably the most important investment you can make and most important team member in 2020 because if you don't have the the visual side together as an artist you're you're missing half of it uphill battle for it sure is, without that sort you of can thing. find bro you can get on bro you can go to like an i'm sure there's a million art schools in portland right i'm sure you could pull up to them and like put up like a flyer and be like yo i'm a dope artist i'm looking for yeah. a, there, a there's a lot of talented so we can work yeah the there are a lot of abundant. talented video makers out here too <clears throat> and that's that's the other thing too i guess about portland that i see is that there there aren't just the rappers like they're starting to become more of the other things that are necessary for these rap ecosystems. And I, th- I see the videographers coming in as one of the most important pieces of it. So um, like you said, uh, we got someone who, el- who was also on the show before, Riley Brown, who I've known for doing mm-hmm. a lot of prolific videos for people in this city. And he kept working and working. And the last two music videos he's dropped have both been these Damian Lillard songs where he's out at Damian Lillard's property just filming him walking through and, and shit like that. And um, Yo, I got to do a, I got to do a bass and bars with Damian Lillard. 
That's one oh, right there, yeah, bro. bro. You know yeah, he would body that. Him. If y'all know him, you, you can link it up. But I, uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd be down. Uh, he'd be uh, down. That would be tight. He's the one like he's the one NBA rapper that I that I think I would rock with. Him and Shaq. I talked to Shaq about <laughs> doing a base of bars. <laughs> and uh he's he said he's down and we just haven't made it happen yet. I was gonna ask you if there are any um I guess really maybe what may what one or two of your favorite bass and bars have been and then if there's any like um I don't know, are there any lost episodes, any ones that never came out? Nah, there are no lost ones. I think there were like other songs that we performed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got like a different take. Um, yeah, yeah. We dude, so we never rehearse those or really premeditate anything. A lot of time yeah. we meet for the first time and just start recording. Uh super improvised all those things. So yeah, some there'll be like other takes. Yeah. No, I don't have any in the canon right now. Uh we're we're planning another season right now. I got a I got a lot lined up. But I also I had so much uh, other stuff I was doing. I was doing a lot of those like mashup videos and playing oh, yeah. a ton of yeah. bass, um, producing for all types of people. But yeah, now that things are opening up again, um, I definitely will be doing more. Cool. I think man. we're episode forty three, right? Forty three. Yeah, I wanted to do the next season a little bigger too, man. Hey you man, know? think bigger oh, yeah. always, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to keep pushing it. Got to keep moving up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. I think that's all we got for you today, bro. I, I want to really thank you and appreciate you for, uh, one, hearing the backstory about you checking the show out and, and liking it was thank you very much. And thanks for just be willing, being willing to, to do this, man. Of course, man. And shouts to Lily, my <laughs> yeah. older brother, Nick. Shout out, shout out to the nephews too that's funny my uh my niece my brother's daughter went to the same elementary school as them too oh what yeah i think i think um they've even been at a birthday party at like my old house before Dang. so that that's Those funny that's dudes. funny how much that uh how many coincidences there are there so um yeah, no we'll, we'll kick it in portland man i'm out there all the time i'm, I'm overdue for a trip um yeah so when I'm out there, we'll go out, man. We'll grab some beers or something, bro. Yeah, man. There's plenty of spots in that neighborhood. I also grew up in that neighborhood where Edelweiss is at, too. So, um, ah, okay. Yeah, there's spots there. Oh, yeah. we're all, I, we'll all kick it, man. We'll all, we'll all kick it out there. I, I would love I, to I'm do sure that, I'm sure within man. the next few months, I'll be out there. Okay. Will do. And um, I will uh, – I'll probably – I don't know. I'll find a way to link you some of the, the music we were talking about as well. Um, okay. Sure, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Again, just yeah, thank maybe, you. You know what we should do is I'll come out there and you'll bring me by that spot that you were saying that, that they're cranking out the, uh, the ill oh, produce. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah. That's the spot down there. There's a couple, but that that's that's one of the most prolific right now, I feel like. So, cool. So, yeah, that's the plan. No Yo, doubt, Brady, no it was doubt. really good to meet you, dude. Thank you nice to meet you on, too, man. Trent. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt, guys. All right, yeah, well... You have a good rest of your day. I'm about to fucking go to Edelweiss, I guess. Hey, all right now. <laughs> hey, keep Word. on putting in work, man. Keep yeah, we'll do, bro. We'll do. And, you know, it, it, it eventually adds up to something great. Just, just keep, keep it on the mission. All right, man. Hey, nice talking to you. Uh, we'll have this out uh, tomorrow. Some, actually, no, sorry, Monday. Monday sometime. Um, Perfect. We'll, we'll probably tag you on Instagram or something. So 
Thanks again, bro. No doubt. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you soon. All right, fellas. To the All right, top. Peace, bro. All right. Peace. Peace, bro. Gang, gang, gang. I live a lifestyle. Okay.